Welcome to The Last Draw, the art battle podcast where three creators battle it out each week in Procreate while discussing their favorite topics in comics, video games, and animation. This week's topic is Walt Disney Animated Shorts. Today we will be reviewing Pixar's One Man Band by Andrew Jimenez and Mark Andrews, Disney Pixar's Out by Stephen Hunter, and Disney's Paper Man by John Cars. <laughs> Welcome to the Last Draw Podcast. I'm Asa Paints. And I'm Sandy Scribbles. So like you had an ASIFA meeting? Is that what you were telling me? I am a learning coordinator with a, a chapter of the International Animation Organization, uh, ASIFA. So we facilitate uh, animation events all over the Southeast. We're sort of a bridge between uh, amateur animators and artists that are trying to get into the animation industry and students with um, studios and uh, art, you know, animation directors and art directors within the studios. Uh, we run a incubation program, which is like a, a paid internship program, which is really cool. And um, they, we also host a CFAC, which this year we did a virtual a CFAC 2020 was completely online and it is a conference and film festival. So that just happened this past December and we'll have another one this year. Oh, you keep me abreast of all of the, 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 the goodness that is the animation world that I would otherwise not know. I'm so knee deep in fashion illustration shit mm-hmm. like like i'm 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 so exhausted like i i i love what i do it's really fun yay for pencils yay for paper yay for watercolors yay for people that like to wear dresses but like it is so time consuming and and because you have to match you know like you have to match fabrics exactly either it's for a lookbook like like what i do is called key look illustration mm-hmm. A design team will come up with the entire line and they'll put together like all the pieces into looks and they'll they'll be photographed and I'll illustrate the looks for a book that will go out to all the design teams and to buyers and things like that. And also to like fabric companies so they know how we're using their fabrics and their projects and stuff. So like, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm doing for freelance right now. Free, like the free. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. No one understands the struggle. <laughs> that is the freelance world. I like, know. I Freelance freelance insurance is so fucking stupid and worth nothing, yet it's so expensive. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, like sometimes like I I love that like SCAD really did prepare us for this mm-hmm. life. And I have my own LLC and everything, but like still, like it's such a fucking grind, dude. It is. Like, like, I don't know. Like I just I just want to like I want to not have to do my own taxes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't want to have to hire like an Orthodox Jewish man to come into my house and like talk to me about money for two hours and pretend like I know, pretend like I know what he's talking about. Like, I'm just, I'm like, mm-hmm. I literally just like smile and nod. Yeah. Oh. And if you don't save 30% of everything that you're making, oh, you're going to be in trouble. Well, I, I mean, like my, my goal is just to move in with you and then you can write me off as an entertainment expense. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that way we'll both save some money. Oh, uh, my God. That'd be hilarious. Hello, everybody. Oh, hey, it's Joe. Hey. How's uh, it going? How are you? I'm good. Speaking of Disney, speaking of the thing that I grew up with that's pretty much ruined all of my relationships. Um, <laughs> did you guys get a chance to uh, watch your uh, favorite Disney shorts this week? Yeah. 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 I watched a couple of them, did some research on them. Pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So, uh, Joe, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. The ones. Yeah, I, ju- I just watched yours. Which one do you want to do? Are you doing both of them or? So I'm going to start both with yours. the uh, one man band skit uh, or piece that was done. Um, originally done for which movie was it? So this wasn't intended to be a short. That was Yeah, this was... is one of the Pixar movie shorts. And it is the biggest thing about it was uh the fact that the focus of this one was on sound design. And this is kind of a big thing for me because I happened to be uh I happened to be in the in a theater when I saw it. Uh, and the that particular theater I was in had a really good sound system. Mm-hmm. I think I believe I can't remember if it was I can't remember which one, but it was it was they kind of advertised it as like this really killer kind of uh, kind of sound system of oh, cars. Duh. Um, so it came out when cars came out, and of course, Pixar is known for having these short films that are commonly like style exercises or they're, they're a way to kind of flex the animators muscles um, right, yeah. or to prime you for what you're you know, going to be seeing, you know, either in this particular feature or in future features. And this one was nice just because it was a, uh, unlike a lot of the other ones, which I've been doing since like the mid eighties. Um, uh, this one was focused almost primarily on sound design. So it starts as a, um, a one man band kind of playing in a, what looks to be kind of a, um, I want to say it like almost re- like medieval, it uh, almost like medieval, medieval, maybe Renaissance. I'm going to say Renaissance era, era just okay. because maybe late Renaissance, just because of the, the type of instruments that are being used, but it's, right. yeah, it's generic, you know, your Western European city, probably Italy. Um, so, you know, it starts with a one man band playing some things and a little girl is about to throw her coin into a well. And, uh, this other, this one man band guy has to compete with another one, man, one man band and the, uh, the ensuing chaos, which, uh, I find hilarious, but the, um, the biggest thing of course was just the way it sounds. There is, uh, different channeling there's phase you have to really listen to it on like a kind of a kind of a complicated sound system Uh, like i said i heard it on a theater so i was able to hear a lot but there's a lot of like phase changing and you know a lot of stereo sweeping and everything it was just a really good exercise in not only can pixar do things visually but how important sound is to story uh storytelling that kind of thing um so really good good storytelling um, uh, it's about a five minute short. Um, it's Pixar's kind of, um, irony based, uh, humor that you see in a lot of their stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's like, a good, I, it's like a solid comedy, solid visual sound call it. See, I like, I didn't read it as a comedy. Like I, like it was, it was funny. It was slapstick, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I thought it was really dark. <laughs> like it, it had a very real moodiness to it. Like it had, um, I don't know. It had very like it, the, the music was a touch menacing. Like, 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 like the, the, the overall score, not the instrumentals that mm-hmm. were being played by the one man bands that were competing. Mm-hmm. But, but like the overall score had a bit, they used 
a lot of what we call like in piano because all piano keys have colors mm-hmm. um, most all my pianists all my fellow pianists will, will know what I'm talking about but like they use very dark notes in in, yeah. um, in the score and mm-hmm. so like I noticed that overall and then when <laughs> when that little girl <laughs> did what she did at the end I won't spoil it I was like, well, that was dark, and it, it felt so fitting. But it, but that did make me laugh. It had like a very European dark humor to it that I really, really liked. Yeah, I mean, it um, it was they were they were competing against each other. So I think that would pull some of that kind of dark tone from there because I mean, even the music that they chose in the let's say they're trying to keep it within a particular era. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get a light and a lot of light and fluffy from somebody who's trying to get your attention. You know, a lot of it's pretty bombastic, and yeah. Well, like, the, the music that they played was very light. Like it was, it was like it, they even went to jazz. Like, like it was, yeah, which was, it was, yeah. it, <laughs> I know, which was such a fun juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, I definitely like, like the the brass versus strings thing. That oh yeah, this kind of was kind of I guess that might have been the the whole theme of it. Yeah. What I wanted to what I wanted to ask you and Sandy was because I, I, I just watched it because I hadn't well, well one like I don't really take advantage of my Disney Plus the way I should. <laughs> but like when I when I like, like I like it's pretty much just for WandaVision. But like um oh, wow, oh no, like yeah. that or or X-Men from the X-Men show from the nineties. That's pretty much all I use it for. But um I do notice that it's become a trend and you, Sandy as an animator, and you Joe as a fellow music enthusiast more so than I am. Um, would notice were they playing the accurate notes, the accurate notes in the animation? Like, did anyone actually like take the time to look or take the time to to kind of zoom in and figure it that one? I out? mean, yeah, I mean it's mechanized for the most part, so that's really hard to tell. Yeah. I would say with the strings and everything, just getting a quick eyeball on some of the visuals, I would say they were tried their best. But you're yeah, talking, like, I think that that's yeah, that's that's. I, th- I think well. that it's become a thing. Where like the, like no matter what industry you're in, because of this day and age and how we all communicate, I think th- everyone craves authenticity. So like I think out of fear of a guitar player like or a violin player seeing this and going like that's not the accurate stroke. I <laughs> mean like that air, our, air guitar referee kind of guy. Yeah. Exactly. The guy's not like, playing the so... proper sustain chord, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, like because because <laughs> yeah. life has so and many referees and, now. And, like, I feel like there, people bullshit. are afraid to be inaccurate. That guy's totally anchored in the ninth. This is horseshit. This whole movie sucks. Uh, <laughs> Sandy, what did you what did you well, what did you I, think I, of One Man it, Band? I mean, I, I I've seen it a million times, <laughs> and I, I think it's really great. I've seen all of these like yeah. a million times because that's your world. Everything I teach, but you know, it's it's my world, and it, it's wonderful. It, all the I mean, honestly, every one of these um, Spark shorts that come out from these amazing artists and creators at Pixar, they they just continually blow my mind with how beautiful they can tell a story, especially one like One Man Band where it's all done through music and and facial expressions and body mm-hmm. gestures and there's no dialogue like whatsoever i think it's fantastic and i think that if somebody were to comment on this or or, or come back at us with this i, I i'm pre- i would say like i'm 99.7% sure that it coming out of that studio and how serious they take their craft the notes were probably 97 99.7 it wouldn't surprise me if they tried their best to be Definitely. as accurate as possible yeah. given that they're like Absolutely. animating technology that's that's made up 
I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's Pixar. Yeah. So they're going to do that. Like they're trying to show yeah. off that those that's what Absolutely. those are for is storytelling, tech mm-hmm. and style show off. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And that, that is really a part of the the whole spark shorts mm-hmm. thing is that the artists that work there work on they get hired to work on a feature and they're usually pigeonholed into a very specialized position where they're doing one thing all day. So to get invited to do a spark short on a crew and to work on other things that is not your daily job that's why they stay after and work over hours to do these things because it's something that they want to put their whole heart into and that they're really really excited about and now that i'm thinking about it i i picked a a good one but now i'm thinking about kit i will say maybe on another uh, episode there's so many i will say i also watched the uh bow one uh for just lunar new year and everything like that uh also the story yeah the storytelling is really 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 good it, uh, I've seen the trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have not had a chance to watch it's it. It's a yet. huge fan favorite for a lot of Pixar yeah. stuff, just because it's yeah. it's the more kind of yeah. it's like more of a modern problems, and it's definitely one of their more like uh, surrealism is a strong word, but it uses surrealistic tendencies in it. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. anthropomorphic bow is. <laughs> that ages really fast and gets like a girlfriend and, and, you know, it it recreates the emptiness, the, the the context of emptiness syndrome uh, that is present in the, Mm -hmm. in the film, which is kind of the overlaying concept for the main character, which is the lady who makes a mean steamed dumpling, Uh, you know, but um, that they're all like the, it's really nice because they almost act as a primer of what you're going to start seeing in Pixar. Like this is what we're going to be doing, not just with tech, but like, this is how we're going to tell stories. Now we're going to be a little surrealistic. We're going to be a little more flexible with our storytelling, that kind of thing. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's good. I think it, I think it's interesting. I'm happy. I think it's, I think of Pixar Mm -hmm. as like, let me try to word this accurately. Um, As like romanticized realism. Like, you know, like how, yeah, how Disney was just how, how, how Disney was just a romantic idea, like a romantic idealism. Like I feel like mm-hmm. Pixar is romanticized realism, like where there's an element of truth that does exist in the world and everything that you see from Pixar, but it's still in an idealized package. Yeah. I like mean, it's still they, in a very, pro- yeah, they always take a basic theme and then just wrap everything else around it. That's always been all the way back to toy story which is, you know, what happens when the kid grows up, you know, this, it's yeah. really, it's really that simple. Well, how do we do that? And then they lot on, you know, a hyper romanticized version of reality that requires a certain amount of surrealism to, to exist. But I like how they're doing it a little less. Um, what's, what's a good word for this? They're doing it with a little less of uh little less simplistic like child's toys you know what i mean or they're going in this case of doing other cultural affectations which is really cool you know nobody knows what that stuff mm-hmm. is and well, you know they're, they're you know, trying that to be of, inclusive yeah. the word the word du jour of this day and age is inclusivity yeah, yeah, so, yeah. um not saying that that's yeah. a bad thing i'm just saying that like i think i think everyone's trying a bit too hard 
but like and it's reflective in our culture of everything you see where everything has a preface right and everything has like like we we have to hit every single box that's what the note from hr in every department of every studio whether it's illustration to animation is like everyone needs to be represented in what we're doing like like so put it on your calendar i think if pixar but, um, i think if pixar is doing that then they're certainly doing a good job of it they, they are in a way that doesn't feel yeah. unnatural because they've had multicultural stuff or something now they had the sanjay i mean like, and- i i enjoy it but like i like it when like when the story is well conceived yeah. and well executed i don't want to see things just to see things like i don't want to like have something be put in front of me that could have been great but like it wasn't fully realized yet like, yeah. like what they were just putting it on the docket because of the story mm, needed to be yeah told i don't think of, this one like it was time you know yeah this wasn't a boardroom meeting I, and i don't think any of the pixar ones are there are some that are no, i think Pixar does a good job of making know, the stories really yeah there are some that are clearly attached to properties that you know i'm sure disney asked hey make this we gotta we gotta make money you know the the ones that involve characters from movies and stuff or you know, for the example, like the especially with like the Incredibles and the Cars movies, where there was this is our these are our contractually obligated uh, short films we need to make for these. They're not the style like the Spark shorts specifically. You know, they're not the style exercises that um, that a lot of them are. Um, same thing with like the 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 other one that I was doing, Lifted, which is more just. You know, how funny can we make this in five minutes with as simple a concept as possible as this guy sucks at being a alien abductor <laughs> yeah. or, the, you know, getting your driver's license test. This is basically what that what that whole film was and just kind of just having fun with it. You know, uh, Pixar is not one to include uh, butt crack, which is I thought was weird. I was like, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I know it's a silly thing to observe, but when you think of how Disney operates, especially during that time when it came out, uh, you, you yeah, much. <laughs> um, Sandra, yeah, <laughs> my my love, my heart, my arm. Um, hello. So you did out, mm-hmm. and did. let me just say this: for someone who should have seen this ages ago, but just saw it like today like when you t- when you directed me to it it was beautiful like it was so it was so good like, like i was just like okay like i didn't know where it was going i'm i'm saying this as someone that has sort of like i haven't turned into a dog but like i i've i've lived many a situation that was like uh, gone gone into death <laughs> of, of that of that short and like it was handled the the issue was handled beautifully the one thing that i will say is that um the g word and 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 if you know what the short out is uh then you'll know what the main issue is of of the short the g word has will never be said (laughs) in in any pixar short or or any disney short or like or most main studio shorts they almost did it and i literally was like as a gay man like on the edge of my seat just going like say it Say it. Like, oh. like, like I want to hear because, like, because that's the thing. Like, your your families would just go like, he's that way, you know. Like, that mm-hmm. was the the shit I grew up with. But like, I I would have loved if they would have mm-hmm. said the word. Like, that was my only thing that I walked yeah. away from it, like not a hundred percent loving. Was like, and they like it was such a pointed moment where he was just like, like, how do you tell your parents? You know, like, I, like I'm not, I'm spoiling now. I'm sorry, you guys. 
but like yeah like it was it was so beautiful but like like i don't know i feel like if it, if it's made for us like I'm, it was made for everyone and, and and i think everyone can relate to it but like if it's made to like you know tell the stories of people that have gone through this particular thing of being gay then yeah, not 100%. saying the word is a disservice you know like, is a disservice like 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 we we can show all the photos and and show all the situations in every movie and like that we can but like saying the word is a very powerful thing because that's the hardest thing for like mothers to do is to say the word that's the hardest thing for like us to say once we get over ourselves and finally start admitting it you know like stuff like that so like that but at the same time it was a beautiful story and it did the i i did get the very fast character development that went on <laughs> through the transformation oh, it's so, it's so like, quick and it there it's so clever it's such clever storytelling too and it's like you just go along for the ride you're like yep he's a dog now and he's gonna see all the things that are going on it's and the, the 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 comedic elements that ensue are also really hilarious where i found it so interesting where you know and I mean, so you guys are going to go see it. So he turns into a little dog and he's basically going to move with his boyfriend mm. far away. And um, his mom and dad come to help him pack. And there's a picture of him and his boyfriend. And he's sort of packing it away. And the boyfriend's like, you're going to have to tell him, basically. And he's like, in my own time. And so him and the dog switch um, switch bodies. And so as... There's the a magical collar. There's a magical collar that, that makes sense. There's a magical <laughs> collar, yeah. There is. It, it's, 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 so it's such a funny device. Like a magical disco land. It's really cute. But like, I found it so interesting that like, he was willing to keep hurting his mom by not telling her the truth, right? Like he peed on the rug and she's like, oh, stop it. And when, right when she was about to find the picture, he was like, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. And like the calendar falls open and the eye, the reaction of the dog's eyes when the calendar of like the firefighter. Fire, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that part. Uh, so oh, that, that has it. happened to me. And that has happened to probably every single <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just, I think it's happened to everybody at some point. It's just, it's hilarious where they had so much buildup to this moment of him biting his mom's arm to not find the picture where they had to throw in that little like funny element right before yeah. so to like kind of soften the blow because then you could see it all over his little dog face he's like oh my gosh i hurt my mom and then she goes out and sits on the couch on the lawn and and is you know telling the dog it's gonna hurt so much when he moves away and it's not just about you know him not being you know, truthful, because we do find out that's the same, that that in, in itself is, is another reason why she's hurting, but that, you know, he's moving far away without having that kind of, that, her not having that closure yeah. either, you know, because I think a lot of parents out there, you know, the ones that are going to deny it are going to deny it. But I think if you pay attention to your kid and you let your kid be who they are, you're, you'd have to know on some level, you just, you know, unless you're, you're actively suppressing it through means or whatever, you know, I think it, most parents just sort of wait for that moment. Well, here's, here's the thing. And like, this moment, like the moment that you're talking about, like where like um, the the man, the main character who takes the, the body of the dog bites his mother to keep her from seeing a picture. Yeah. And then he goes outside to console yeah. her like or, or like, you know, to make amends or whatever. I think that was was about self-realized guilt because like he went outside mm -hmm. to, to sit with her because he bit her yeah. like so he was he was realizing a, a physical um 
a physical hurt that he inflicted when in actuality she was an, uh, being hurt by an emotional thing that he was inflicting so it was it was yeah. about realizing that like like thinking one thing but it actually being another mm-hmm. and i think that like it, it was okay that moment was good because like normally it's the parents that are imposing their will on on gay people and therefore we have to suppress ourselves and that's why people are afraid to come out to their parents because like mm. everyone's seen a million movies where like the coming out story doesn't go great and mom not all mo- not all mothers join p flag like not yeah. all mothers join p flag and so like oh, yeah. that fear of being rejected and being asked to leave your house was i think my generation might have been the last generation where like that was still socially acceptable like like we're like no one no yeah. one at work would blame you for kicking your son out you know like, yeah like, that's so, that's always yeah. been a very strange yeah. topic even yeah i i can't say but now, that, now now yeah. like i can't think of a parent that would ever do that like it, now that's like, like you know fringes. we live in a post will and grace world yeah i mean yeah. Yeah. but it's i mean it's still a real I mean, we it's still a real that. thing it's just yeah not, i mean i'm sure there i'm sure it is but like it's just not as prevalent yeah it's not the rule anymore which was like yeah it wasn't like a 50 50 shot you weren't you weren't rolling the dice you know of being mm. you know castigated by your own your own family for you know. yeah but i but i love that the, like the, that story still came out now like, mm. like where it's still and i think that the character was like a character that would be like someone my age so i right. do think that people like in in their like late 20s early 30s will relate to this yeah. because it is still a thing like because it's one thing to say that you're uh, LGBTQ, but it's another thing to actually act on, like act on it in front of your family, like to right. be affectionate, yeah. to bring your to yeah. bring your partner over, yeah, um, to have them say boyfriend and not friend or girlfriend mm-hmm. and not roommate, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like to actually to actually demand acknowledgement and to 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 cater into that acknowledgement and to not shy away from it because, like, I can tell you right now, like there was this point where I just got comfortable not bringing relationships like home, not to make this about me, but like, I was just like, eh, I'd rather not like, like because like, it's easier. Oh yeah, definitely. So, like, but, I mean, I know the feeling it's one of those things where you just don't talk about what you're doing in that you yeah. just change the subject but real quick. And you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know that they know, but they don't know, but they don't want to talk about exactly. it. They don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like when, when Sandy and I were together for that two, two, was it two days? Dun, dun, dun. She's not paying attention to me whatsoever. I, I am totally She's taking paying notes. attention to you, and I love you. We're together. You're like my She's brother. taking notes. I'm drawing my cyberpunk thing, and I'm listening to your story and not trying to interject my oh. bullshit. But we love your bullshit. It smells so good. Oh, I, I appreciate it. Oh, wait, no, that's gross. Wait, that's you were not on your game today. Only. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so. But, but no, I mean, to go back, I mean, if anybody's really interested, they're, um, you know, in in learning a little bit more about the the short, the director is Stephen Clay Hunter. He is on Instagram. His his Instagram name is amazing. It's Thunderbubble. <laughs> you cool only that? you would think that that, that is, was that the is most pretty good. Clever I love uh, I love early adopter names uh, because that yeah. is that is definitely an early adopter name. You can't. Yeah. Nobody could snag that nowadays. Thunderbubble ever. Yeah. And then there is um. Hold on, I looked it up. There is um. 
a do- uh, it's their short mini documentaries on Disney Plus of called it's called Inside Pixar. There are ten of them, and one of them is on out. It's actually the third one, and he, he actually talks about his experience creating the film and his personal experiences that he inter- you know he interjected into the film. And then to go back to earlier, what we were talking about about the inclusiveness of you know, what they're doing at Pixar and other animation studios. The fourth documentary um, is called Inspired with Jessica Hyatt. Uh, I hope I said her last name right. And it's called Who Gets All the Lines? And basically she wrote all these algorithms to find out who are getting all the lines. You know, how many women characters are in these different Pixar shorts and the feature films. And it's really cool too. And these are all about like, between 10 and 15 minutes they're really fantastic so i I highly recommend watching these little mini docu-series on disney plus it's called inside Hmm. pixar neat so yeah i had the pleasure of picking what i what i'm just gonna say is one of the most amazing shorts of all time like like i I think that you all's is more new but mine is a classic i chose paper man yeah uh, uh, by John Cars and um, music by Christoph Beck. Oh my God, the music. Okay, yeah. so yeah, this there's something really, really good. There's something so fucking magical about this short, you guys. <laughs> like, like the first time I remember the first time I saw it, I literally was just like, okay, what's this gonna be? And I was more looking at it for the elements of combining 2D and 3D animation together. Like that was mm-hmm. why I was directed towards it. And I was like, okay, like so I thought I was watching this very technical thing, this very like new age forward thinking uh, form of animation. Like it, it wasn't brought to me in an emotional context in any way. And then like when I sat mm-hmm. down to watch it, there was no paying attention to anything technical. It was all about the story and it was all about the music and how it starts really soft and, and it's very like harp plucky. And then all of a sudden, like you're being swept away with all of these paper airplanes. And then all of a sudden there's bass that shows up in the music score. And then all of a sudden you're running with her. You want to train it. And it's, it's so, Oh, I like, I've been listening to that score all day long. Like, like it is literally, I, it's on Apple music. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't get enough. Like it's so good. Well, I think it's good. It's, it's also the first, I think believe it's the first short that Disney ever snatched an Oscar for in like yeah. 40 years or 50 years or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. Like it, it won, it won everything. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's also neat because you can see the style cues that are of that particular time in Pixar, uh, which I think was between tangled and wreck it Ralph. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah so like, I think they use similar characters. Yeah. So the for, character development is very similar, but it's, it's, yeah. it's cell, it's cell animation. It's, and it's them flexing, you know, cell <laughs> animation to its, yeah, to, they it, are. to its, oh, you man. know, that's why I won the Oscar. Cause it's because yeah, from a quote unquote, from a technical standpoint, I mean, yeah, it's 2d, but it's 3d cell shading. You know, we're talking, they're doing stuff with texture and they're doing stuff with their cameras that I've, you know, are impressive in any animation. I'm, I'm sure Sandy can agree. It's just, that shot yes, yeah. like that shot towards the end where she's looking down and all the paper airplanes are blowing and the sun's glowing behind her yeah. that shot is what won the oscar yeah like that shot right there yeah. and i was just like yep it's one of those moments that you can only characterize as 
winning you know those like when someone says something is winning yeah like like i i love that because it just kind of made my heart swell what do you think sandy yeah of paper man oh it's it's a classic <laughs> I, mean, I remember seeing it the first time one of my students at the art institute had you know basically brought it up and said hey let's take a look at this this short and i was so excited about it because i like everything that 3d can do without the the way that it has been looking for a long time there's starting to you know blend in like like out right like how it looks cell shaded and painted where paper man was one of the first shorts to really say i'm gonna dive into this i'm gonna you know and they did it perfectly by making it mm -hmm. black and white and it almost looked like like yeah. little oil yeah. paintings and i just really yeah. the aesthetic of it really it, it just it was one of those things where i i see things all the time and i'm like okay yeah whatever with this like it looks cool whatever but it everything looks the same paperman really made me sit up in my seat and say yeah. wow if this it can go now i'm back on board and i'm excited about it because I'll, I'll be honest you know when i think of 3d movies i maybe it's because i have such a love for 2d but when i see through when i think of 3d movies especially in, in the early days it was just, if I close my eyes and try to think of one, I can't because they all look like the same plastic. <laughs> and they all have the same face. Are you saying you're, you're familiar with the, yeah. with the, uh, the ants face or whatever, whatever studio did the, where it's like the half cocked yeah. eye, weird, awkward smile thing. <laughs> they, all, they, they all have it. And the, everybody's drawn that way. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely feel you on that one. Um, I think it's nice that it made, yeah you know, texture, using texture as color, you know, black, you know, because it's black and white, your mind perceives a certain kind of color through them just, mm -hmm. you know, unleashing all the might, all their computer power was put into, let's try to make as ambitious a, you know, texture and motion project as we can. Yeah, that is just oh. it, weirdly enough, it's flat in 3d animation it's something that can only be done in 2d i feel yeah yeah so and, and if you really look at it you know they they're choosing warm mm -hmm. values of gray yeah yeah right? they're not they're not they're full colors they're very warm which makes it also very inviting and heartwarming and all the, the stuff pastoral french film look so so i do i do want to i do want to <laughs> yeah. get into um what christopher beck did uh christoph becks did with the music for a second mm -hmm. because i i had to kind of review it in my head like closing my eyes and not paying attention to the animation for a moment and i realized that like every part of the music was hopeful like like the character his entire motivation is that he like he hopes that this paper airplane will finally reach her. Like he, like even like the last one that he throws exasperatedly, like he, he still hasn't fully given up. And then, then hope in the form of these paper airplanes comes to life and brings these two people together. And the music totally encapsulates that feeling. And so that's why I think, I think that when like certain things come together, like, you know, like when you see a really great, a great animation or a great piece and like the animation's great but the music's not great mm -hmm. or like you'll see a great movie but like there's one thing off in the dialogue or there was one character in a film that didn't work when all the rest of the cast was perfect mm -hmm. i felt like this was one of those times when it was sort of like one with the universe 
where the music was perfect the animation was perfect the character design and development was perfect mm. and the way the animators rigged mm. everything was perfect and that was i think why it won the oscar was because like everything kind of went back to everything just being hopeful the music sounded hopeful the story was about hope um i think that everyone the character design like they made an everyman and everyone roots for the everyman like they, he, mm. the character wasn't over designed like the the costumes weren't over designed they wanted to keep it simple the only use of color was in that red lipstick which makes you kind of zero in on his intentions like of seeing her again by by the fact that he kept it and that he refuses to fold that one until the very end and make a paper airplane out of it and that's the one that finds her and then mm -hmm. that's the thing that she recognizes it and that's the thing that uh, brings you back to the beginning of the story at the end because that red lipstick was used from beginning to end uh, of the entire thing like to kind of keep these characters um interacting with each other even though they were far apart i just thought i just thought it was so brilliant and like when we when i realized that we were doing disney shorts um I, that was the the only one that i that i could possibly think to to give give like, like no i no, i didn't want to steal it i just knew that like i knew like we had to talk about it because like yeah i love so many of the disney shorts i think that they all have their place and their purpose but i felt like this one wasn't like they weren't trying to tell a story about characters that disney's already developed they weren't trying to give like an, an extra you know an extra spotlight on on like you know anything that like the incredible like the incredibles or toy story or anything like that this wasn't yeah. like to introduce a new wave of animators this was just them trying to tell a great story and i love when storytellers just go you know what it's not about the glitz it's not about the glamour it's not about being at the height of of the the technical prowess like it's not trying to get into like c2e2 or anything mm -hmm. it's just about like we have a really great story let's just tell it as best as we can yeah that's why i would like being an illustrator i just like telling stories and so when when animators just go back to their roots it was like this this to me was like mariah carey going back to the 90s and like giving us the same power ballad she did back then right but without <laughs> it didn't feel like it was trying to without be, the crazy well yeah but yeah. it it, it it took it's not a parody of itself of a lot yeah. it doesn't carry a lot of tropes although the the main character has kind of a you can definitely tell they're channeling like jimmy stewart for like how he's shaped and how he's drawn and everything like that but i think that's the important part is that i thought it was john john krasinski that, that they were emulating. <laughs> he is kind of jimmy stewarty yeah i guess but um it's definitely got that vibe i like that it's a it's got a kind of french cinema adventure time adventure kind Ooh, of yes, vibe it to it you know agreed almost verite you know i'm trying not to use a lot of big words here but it's got kind of that swishy scene to scene location to location of vibe that i like in in a lot of like the mm -hmm. I like this. I like that it's. I like. I like that it switches from from single like single character focus atmosphere to widespread atmosphere. Yeah, and it does it seamlessly. That's yeah. my favorite. Part and and you can only. It's something that, you know, those that era of film tried to accomplish uh, with like really genius level editing, which is what you see in this film. I think a lot of people forget that it is a film. It just happens to be anime. People are creating everything from scratch as opposed to directing people. So, yeah. you know, it's definitely has the whole, that's what's nice about it is it uses the hallmarks of film as well as straight animation, as well as 3D animation. Um, I think it just came together really well.
yeah, it's good for storytelling. All right. So we have now come to the time of the show when we pick our next mm-hmm. draw. <laughs> so you guys have any ideas? What do you want to do next week? Well, we, we kind of were cycling around. So we, we sort of like went. I think we're back to comic books now. I wasn't saying, are we back to comic yeah. books now? Mm, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Joe, so Joe, I think you get to pick, bud. Hmm. Uh, I mean, like, unless you just want to do something X-Men, because like, I think that we should do House of M. I, but then Sandy would have to be forced to. <laughs> um, actually, I think if I wanted to talk about something, let's read up because it's kind of current events and it has to do with kind of current events. Uh, we mm-hmm. can talk about the and this is just my suggestion. We can talk about the how how is are you are you okay, DC? Is everything okay? <laughs> I'm not doing DC, you are, oh my God, DC, I'm why are you always on notice? Yeah, it's like it, 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 even though I DC, do you have cancer? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely. Are a, you dying? This is definitely a scenario so where, soon? where I kind of want to dive into not just DC's thing, but use it as a segue to like what has happened to other publishers that have died, and just so that. Oh. In uh, in print media, specifically comic books, there have been a lot of uh, there have been a lot of deaths lately. Uh, I guess since you know DC is an umbrella corporation or corporate comic book as as it, as it is being part of the big two, uh, it has also folded a lot of its imprints that at least for me uh, were were really important, like Vertigo, you know, etc. Uh, you know, Wildstorm's gone, all that stuff. So if you ever read Savage Dragon or, you know, every comic book person was, has... Say, like, don't, give it, don't give it all the way up front, Joe. I don't like, give it all like, do it if, next read, <laughs> if, if you're in any way... Save some, save some of this gold for next yeah, week. If you're in any way... A, uh, that train wreck uh, that is DC Comics. If you've ever been a disciple uh, of alternative comics in the last... 30 years this is kind of a big deal so yeah i'm i'm sorry marvel i'm sorry stanley stanley's probably rolling around his grave watching me his biggest fan talking about dc uh, stanley oh, was, was a I, 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 just threw, I, I almost just threw up in my mouth it was like good uh, i tried to say the word <laughs> oh geez yeah. but uh that I mean, be- I, that's you know what that's fine i agree i think we we can do a week on dc if that's what you want, it's only fair. Using D, what's happening with DC as a segue into. Oh, oh no! Like I'm taking this as a full opportunity. I will be reading a DC comic. I'm going. I'm going to give them a dollar twenty-five of my money. I'm not buying anything expensive, <laughs> and I'm going to. I'm going to come prepared. I'm, I'm going to come knowing why they're they're falling apart, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring evidence and it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be like someone someone burned an effigy in dc's yard and 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 i'm i'm gonna be like oh sweet justice you know especially since it's black Black history (laughs) Um. Uh, we've already established that i'm a terrible person like i I, like i don't know why you guys are always looking shocked um (laughs) I don't think. <laughs> well, I pay you to say that. What? So. No, he doesn't. Don't listen. He does not. Pay you in sweet, sweet, sweet kisses. No. Oh. oh. I love I'm you. I'm just too. kidding. That's so gross. <laughs> oh wow! Not That's not so not kissing you would be gross. Just like okay. people with lady parts. That's paying somebody uh, with kissing. Uh. 
That's called prostitution. You know, someone was telling me their knees hurt, and I was like, stop quoting Pretty Woman at me. Like, <laughs> it was really funny. Oh, stop. Uh, well, I'm 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 kind of tired because like, you know, I I I've been painting all day. But small like, children and responsibilities. Hey, you know what? I'm almost caught up. Next week we will be doing all things DC, aka Dick's chafing. So, um wow. be ready to draw some DC next week and I will I will brace brace myself. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be bleak. <laughs> like I don't know how much heart I'm going to put into this. Okay. I'm I'm already like I'm already clenching. Oh boy. All right, thanks you guys. I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go to bed now. I'm mama's tired. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks for listening you guys. I am Asa Paints. I'm Sandy Scribbles and I am Joe Draws. And thank you for listening to the last draw. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This isn't airing on Valentine's Day. What the hell? Yeah. Like, this is airing like a week after. Oh. There is no love. But like, why, 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 why do you gotta, why you gotta call out the single people? Like, what about the people that can't celebrate Valentine's Day? Like, what? Like they do in Finland. Happy, like, happy, 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 happy Friends Day. Day. Yeah, it's That's like cool. a thing. That's in a Finland. thing. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. that. So happy Friends Day, everybody! It can be every day of the year. Such a graceful, such a graceful save. <laughs> like, like I try to call her out, she just does the most beautiful thing. I told you every time. She's not. I'm gonna uh, nice save, Gretzky. Jeez. <laughs> I'm sick. Oh, I'm, only the '80s baby will, will know what that is. Gretzky. Probably, oh. like, Everyone's like, what? They're like I came what? on here to talk about Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're getting more of your money, bro. All right, you guys. Um, <laughs> we'll catch you later. Uh, I, I'm I'm exhausted. Bye. Bye. <laughs>